Guess who? And guess what? Footy Prime is launching a gin, and we're having a party to celebrate. Thursday, June 6th, join the whole FB crew for Footy Prime's one-night stand at Nickel Nine Distillery in Toronto. Come celebrate Footy Prime's one-ball gin with Nickel Nine Distillery mixologists on hand, Charmin's proper pies, meet and greet and photo ops with your favorite primers, and a live Atska's Almost Anything podcast. Footy Prime's one-night stand, June 6th at 7 p.m. till when we kick you out. Tickets at eventbrite.ca. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Craig's not roasting on an open fire. Fans throwing seats for Dickio. Jimmy Sharman with his pies and his store. And Donnie writing books for D-Row. Everybody knows Dan Wong, he loves his rotio. <laughs> Jeff Cole speaks right out his ass. Although it's been said, Footy Prime is okay. Thank you so much to the fans or something. Lovely, well done. <laughs> you know those times when you don't know that your 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 friend can really sing, and then you hear them sing. Could be karaoke, could be in the shower, could be in Dan Wong's girlfriend's garage. But then you hear them sing. Oh my God, it's a freaking songbird! Beautiful pipes there, JC. Fergie and Jesus, Fergie. <laughs> talented fella. You're very Crosby. talented fella. That was lovely. Pretty that was special. really nice. Did you start it by saying Craig's nut. Craig's nuts roasting. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Footy Prime, the final Footy Prime of 2020. <laughs> we'll have a gentle farewell to what's been a crazy year. We'll hand out a few awards later in today's show. We'll reminisce on what's been a, a challenging few months. Did we lose a year of football or did we gain a year experience? I don't know, but this is Footy Prime, the podcast, our Christmas party. We were going to be live on Facebook at 7 p.m. But as the wires might tell the story, that was never going to happen. But we are live now. We're not in time. (laughs) Wonga, we're live now, yeah? We're live. Well, hello, Facebook, if you're listening to us. Thank you for joining us. (sighs) We've had a few beers. A few smokes in some cases. Not enough, yeah. But it should be a fun show, as per usual. Not enough. Um, I was actually, um, I had some time on my hands this past week, and I was listening to our last podcast of actually our first podcast of 2020 and it wasn't necessarily a, a look ahead podcast or a, 
a, a look back podcast. We weren't that organized, but it was still pretty amusing, actually. Some of the things we talked about and what we're looking forward to see in 2020. This is before a pandemic had even hit in our, our vocabulary. Um, but we did talk about some, some resolutions we were going to make for this coming year or I'd hope to make for this coming year. Um, Craig, you didn't have any because you hadn't prepared for the show. I was thinking about it. Were you? Yeah. Okay. Still. You, didn't, you didn't contribute too much. Um, Deech thinks resolutions are absolute bullshit. <laughs> Still do. Still do. All right. So this is, this is obviously a great show. And I think it's January the 13th, our first show of the year. Um, Wonga was going to have a crack at Prince Andrew. <laughs> do you remember that? I don't know how it came up. Exactly. What do you mean a crack? Crowd, well, like clearly. you want to like, give him a crack? Yeah, or? no, have, no. Have a go. Like um, you want to have a go? Yeah, because he, he was he'd been a bad boy. I think the Epstein uh, documentary. You're talking about the Epstein. Yeah, you got to stay away from them bad boys, Dan. The Royals told you. I'm taking out. I'm going Prince Andrew, the Queen, and then of course uh, Jeff Cole. No, no, they're, they're <laughs> Fergie's daughter who just got married. Um, Beatrice. No, she's she's been married for a while, isn't she? Oh, I, I just send me a kid. Know. I can't Who? believe I know the role. The ranger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she has red hair. Hold on. You know who Sir Alex Ferguson's daughter is? Who is that? No who. who is that on the mic? Fergie's daughter, Brendan Dunlop. He's so far in the corner over there, I can't even see him. Because we're all responsible and socially distanced outside. Yeah. It's we just don't know where cold he's been in here, by the way. I don't want the rona. I just drink him. I like it. Got to be very careful bringing somebody into our circle. Yeah, maybe you can't have the Rona in here, buddy. Time with Dero. Have I not Ooh. bubbled with you enough? Is that not? Am I not? Do I not qualify? You can't qualify to drink the Rona in here. This is Amsterdam only in here, my friend. Um, yes. My contribution to that that look ahead show was: uh, I said, just enjoy. I'm going to just enjoy the season this year. It's been the best I've ever experienced. Liverpool will be champions. England are really good, and they could win Euro. So I'm not going to overthink it and just enjoy 2020. That's what I was saying back in January 2020. I was almost there. Almost there. Optimistic Charmin. Yep. This is why the people love you. My team did win the championship. England did not win Euro, but no one did. But they didn't lose it. Yeah. yeah. So you were partially right. Right, exactly. Um, we, we talked about <laughs> Paul Pogba, and we said that he need, in 2020, he needs to give himself a real shake. Um, you know, is he going to be a player who will, who will not reach the heights that we thought of him? That's mm-hmm. what we were discussing in January, and lo and behold, here we are now. Same position. Same position. Things haven't changed at all. Mm-hmm. Um, Ancelotti had just joined Everton in our mm-hmm. last show, and, and Deitch was very worried. He thought it was going to be a big bust. Well, they've had a little bit of a resurgence in the last two games, two good results, but they were on a very slippery slope, mm-hmm. just like I was today walking my dog. But, um, Did you fall? No. So what happened? It was like a Benny Hill kind of exaggerated fall <laughs> where neighbours were watching, so I had to kind of make the most of it. <laughs> With three-legged Reggie? Yeah. I felt like I had How's three Reggie legs doing? as well. Aren't all falls exaggerated because you're seven foot six? Yeah. That's why I don't fucking ice skate, guys. Bambi on <laughs> I ice skate. That's the reason. You yeah. You know, so it's a long, high fall. Have you ever thought about this? If Deitch had grown up here, he would have. you would have grown up to be a Georges Larocq. George Peros type of enforcer. Who yeah. would they? be a fourth liner? Ten year they? career just punching faces. Hockey players? Yeah. That would he would be, have been they're, definitely. They're yeah. bruisers. Yeah. They're, He's already had a Gordy, a Gordy Who hat trick. 
We still haven't figured out who asked that question, right? Yeah, who asked that question? In? I think it was Morgan Campbell of the Star. No, it was a baseball guy. Was it? Old old baseball guy that used to work for the Toronto Star. Really nice guy. Um, who's an old baseball guy? Richard Griffin? Yes, that's exactly who I was thinking of. Was it Richard? I don't, I don't he know. Be I, I, would, TFC, I don't know, though. Well, he was in the early knows. days, so like... I think he did multi-sports. So. The, the newspapers just sent the worldly out to cover football at that yeah. time. Yeah. It's a long time ago now. Never saw you two. Have, have you traveled? How many stamps are in your passport? Go cover the MLS. Mm-hmm. And don't call it the MLS. Call it MLS. It took a few <laughs> years before people grappled with that or grasped that. Same with the scoreboard and the order in which the teams are listed. That's mm-hmm. right. Come a long way. We're a long way. We're actually an unofficial football uh, nation. Um, but in the end, we did see some football this year, right? Despite what happened, we saw some championships raised, some cups lifted. There were no fans in the stands. Um, I don't think Liverpool fans care about that. I don't think Forge fans care about that. Columbus fans care about that. But when you look back on 2020, is it a lost year, sporting-wise, football-wise? Because in the end, I mean, there was concern there for a while. We're losing everything. We just wouldn't see any conclusion to any seasons. Mm. In the end, you know, albeit you know, in this Frankenstein season, we saw the conclusions we, we'd hoped. But did we lose enough to make this a lost year? No, I don't think so. I think they salvaged enough to to call it a, a, a not a lost year. To be honest, they got most of it in and done a pretty good job, all in all. Under the circumstances, Liverpool. Remember, there was a time when we weren't sure whether they were going to finish the season and then just end it. And remember Liverpool. That? Remember and that? A lot of the usual suspects say, "Oh, you just end it now. Forget this season." And very oh, convenient yeah. for them. Yeah. I think Pep at some point said that, didn't he? I think he did. Yeah, yeah. And very odd, though. When it, I mean, well, you'll never forget it one way or the other because when you look at when they won it and they're what the stage was kind of what by the cop, right? Just the weirdest thing. Nobody there. Must be odd for the players. Kind of a little disappointing. Yeah. You know, I all those years and then you finally win it and it would have I been think so as well, man. Like, even as a player, like, you want to win a title, but you want to win it. Like, I was very lucky to, to win the championship title at Sunderland. And we had, like, 47,000 people in the stadium. And it was great. We had the kids on the field. It was just a, a massive party. But... The jubilation of of joining the fans in celebrating was a massive part of it, yeah, and I can so only kind of like look at the Liverpool players and even Jurgen Klopp. They tried to make the most out of it, didn't they? Yeah, they really did. The fireworks, yeah. the lasers were going, but at the end of the day, it was yeah. like, "Fuck, this is awful." So you think they'll look back in years to come and say, "Man, yeah, we won a championship. That was amazing. Maybe their only championship." for many years maybe um, and they'll think to themselves ah, you know what I, I was left wanting more it wasn't quite the same how I imagined it could you imagine all this go- say it goes no, say it goes 20 years again without them winning just say I don't think that's going to be the case but it could but as a fan right as a fan I mean I know I'm not in England and I didn't have a chance to go there even if if they were fans there right for me looking back now I, I, I don't I, I don't feel like I missed out on anything I just don't as a fan, I still think they're champions. It's been thirty years. Yeah. It was an amazing experience, but that's yeah. just for me. You know, three, four thousand miles away. I just want to know. You know, people there on the ground in England, the fan base, players. Okay, I, I get that to a certain point, but surely, yeah, that's not going to mark the, this this memory too too severely. No, like I said, it'll just be memorable. But they'll be looking back on. Jeez, you imagine the scousers. 
all these years or the only one we won it, we couldn't be there. <laughs> Just their luck. I think football's gained actually a lot this year. You, you know, it's all about perspective, but if you think about it, in a lot of ways, football showed the world how to live with the virus. Now, there's a lot of issues with that, certainly in American sport and that, but I really think that, you know, the Bundesliga returning, other leagues planning, preparing, Major League Soccer being the first here, first men's league, of course, the, the women's league was first, and then the NBA and that. I, I do think that, you know, in a lot of ways, football showed how to kind of get back to get back to life again. There's debates on how well that was done and and whatnot, but I think uh, you know for for a lot of people, um, football brought back some some normalcy. And then the football itself, I, I thought the quality was quite good. Sure, in those first few weeks, you can tell you know, they were off a bit, and you know having not had training, but also the impact of not having fans. I think that that um, had there been fans in the stands, I don't think Villa stay up. I don't think Sheffield United have the the drop in form that they have and are now you know destined to be relegated in this, in this next season. I think there's a there's a lot of really interesting um, you know parallels that happen as a result of the pandemic that eventually we'll look back on and say, wow, what a what a crazy wild, yeah. truly wild time just yeah. from the football. No, like now we think it's like freaking nuts in it. Oh, it's so easy to say, uh, look back. Holy shit. Yeah, I think that's precisely it's a crazy year. I yeah. mean, we can we can, you know, lament it and, and complain about it and obviously it's been a tragic year in so many regards, but it's been a crazy year from a sporting standpoint. And we did see great things happen as well. And of course you want to see the fans back and just seeing, you know, a couple of thousand fans at games the last couple of weeks has has changed something. Mm-hmm. We're not quite there just yet, but it's nice you know, it, still. seeing the fans are you know first came back and booing Black Lives Matter. Yeah, you know we missed I mean? that kind of controversy, that, right? Yeah, that's missed right. that class and <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah, fuck the fans. Yeah, like, so stay home. We first chance you. they had to, you know. <laughs> so weird that you stare directly at Jeff Cole as you say that. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, you're looking at Deech because it was his fans. He blames me. He blames Millwall. He blames me. He thinks I was the like instigator of it. Yeah. For me, guys, I heard that episode. He only lived a few blocks away. Where did yeah, you go? Yeah. Like five yeah, minutes away. Of course, I used to go for pie and mash with them all the time. All them yeah. guys. They were my and top liquor. friends. For me, I, I'm over it now, guys. And I have to say that I wanted football back. My my uh, life was so fucking boring. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and I just wanted something back on the TV to watch as well. But now I'm over that as well. Because I need I need fans back in the stadium. It's lifeless to me. I was watching a couple of games. Who brought the two Grinch? days ago? It, <laughs> but it is though. Like even even like it's just it's it's lifeless, guys. Football is an entertainment. Sports is an entertainment. You need people in the stadium, the arenas, to heckle, to cheer, to get on referees, to get on opposing teams. That's the whole part of it. But you're better though, and fair enough. I mean, you're a football coach. Who hasn't coached a football game for how many months? Nine months? A year. It must be driving you nuts. Yes. Which is why you're so angry and bitter. Yes. And hate, full of hate <laughs> right now. But no, like, even, like, I'm over the, the fake cheering and all that, which I was okay with at the beginning. But I want to see guys, like, go into the crowd and, and celebrate. I want to see, see people, like, giving Ole stick and giving... Coach's stick and Mourinho hey, hey, and Bobby wa- Firmino ran the length of the field I know. Yeah. and to the cop. I want to see if Spurs can park the bus at home <laughs> under Mourinho and still be successful. Will the fans boo or cheer when he exactly. does Exactly. I, yes. I want them back in for no the for, cheer. for the entertainment. Results. So have you noticed like well, being such a football head and, and obviously missing the fans as you do, have you watched specific games and thought this would be different if the fans were there? Have you because 
obviously you you look at some of the stat lines. The away team victories have been through the roof, and you know, just watching individual games here or there. As I say, I do not believe that Villa would have stayed up. Full crowds in all those games, they would have been so bloody nervous that they they would have shot themselves in the well, foot. Well, let's ask Craig. Would have stayed up. Craig's nervous. Oh, Craig's left. He's going to the washroom. <laughs> Sorry. No, 100%, Danny. Yeah, yeah, great point. Yeah, is he it? mentioned Sheffield United as well. Sheffield United this year are a totally different team yeah. Since the than they were last year. Absolute disaster. Because, and we it's the old cliche, your fans are your 12th man. And it's fucking so it's true, guys. Now, isn't it? yeah. It's so Absolutely. true. It's proven that it is your, like, it's not only to get behind you, but to get on you if you're not performing well. I see players kind of, so who's going to benefit the most when the fans come back? Is it, is it one team? Is it going to be a team in the relegation zone or a team fighting for top four or the championship? I mean, you mentioned the Blades. I think it's a great example because they, they've said themselves, even last year, the fans very much were, were that driving force in those big games. And that's why they not only survived, but had a great season last year. If the fans are back, have they got more than one point right now? Yes. Yes. Easily. I think even today against Man United, they could have maybe snuck a little draw out of that game as well. Because, it's, it's again, it's not only the players that feel it, the coaches, but referees as well. When you're at a, a high intensity, I've played in, in games where, let's just let the old fella get back over the wire there. Go on, hop, skip and jump. Wait a second, I'm still nimble. <laughs> <laughs> That's Why are you ducking? He's still nimble. Have your say, at Footy Prime on Twitter. Hey, when you're six foot five, you just duck all the time. <laughs> well, you're just like, there's stuff around, right? Do you know? Yeah, the yeah. Do, the, lim- you do the limbo everywhere. <laughs> but again, you, you so you go into grounds where it is so intense that the, the atmosphere like is like on you as soon as you walk on the field. And it's not only the players that feel it, it's the referees as well. So if there's four minutes of extra time to... I remember one year we played against Man United, the old Fergie time, and we were winning 1-0. It was the year we got relegated with QPR. Eric Cantona scored in the eighth minute of extra time. And it was only six minutes that the ref said that he put on. And he scored in the eighth minute. We got relegated that year. But again, that was like pressure from either the fans or the referee. These are all things that kind of that add to the entertainment of the game. And I know we're in a pandemic. I I totally get it. I'm not oblivious to that. But I just I think feel if, the fan, if they stay empty as well, though for international purposes, I think Canada's in a, in a good position. In a good spot. Yeah, I do as well. I think so too. Why though? Why, why is that great? Because the fans down in Honduras and El Salvador, Costa Rica, and these places are, are intense, yeah. and they affect the referees' decisions all the time. They know, they know the game so well. You know when they go flopping and they're looking for, they know what they're doing. The fans, but the whole place is yeah. erupts. It's, it's the most level playing field that Canada yeah. can get in this in this division, and that's what's so unbelievable about this confederation. And yeah, I'm sure in Asia they could probably say that as well. Yeah, uh, the differences between Korea and playing in Jordan. I'm oh, sure Asia, eh, Dunny. <laughs> just I'm just talking racial. about you it's know a big racial. I'm it's just a big racial bias. A wide ranging you know confederation. Europe, a lot of places in Europe are quite similar. They're, oh, they're, Europe, a different Dunny. places. Yeah. You're Asians, eh, Dunny. Well, also when you say level playing field, you're absolutely what right. About in Africa, not only from that standpoint, but we have a Canadian president of CONCACAF, yeah, and that doesn't mean anything other than the fact that it's not like it used to be. It's not corrupt. It's it's you know it's not Jack Horner. It's not Sepp Blatter. It's when if Canada loses, you feel as though that they 
you know, they didn't do enough to win. Whereas in the past, that wasn't often the case at yeah. all, right? Yeah. Often, though, though, those moments would also gloss over poor performances as well, right? At times, Not yeah. all the time, but but often, oh, the referees screwed us. Oh, Honduras, you know, we're, we're, we're you know, embracing the dark arts and, and we're cheating, and that's why we lost. Often, Canada wasn't good enough as well. True, but look at it this way. The, the fun thing, I think one of the fun things at this time is, and you never really know, but let, name some matches and say if there were no fans, do you think it would have ended that way? When Canada lost to Honduras in the 2006, uh, or lead up to 2006 in qualifiers, remember Patrice Bernier got sent off? Yeah. Crazy game. Yeah. And it was decked out with Honduran fans? Yeah. If that's empty, do you think, do you think Canada lose? I don't. No. I don't. Which game was it with the Olivier Chiang goal? It was a, clearly a good goal. And it was ruled off late in the game, I think, for a draw, and they lost. I forget. It was it was a more recent World Cup qualifying cycle. Whose goal did you say? Olivia Ocean. Oh. oh, yeah. There's a couple of goals I think ruled off for offside, and clearly, clearly onside goals. Yeah. And there's one handball incident as well. I was thinking another just, thing as well. I feel as though since the restart, you know, the, like the mathematics with VAR, when they come to and they're finding elbows and toes and ears offside and that, I feel like when they had the, the crowd in there, they weren't showing that. They weren't going to the seventh minute of VAR time to, to well, find Well, the result. referees going over to the side of the field didn't happen last year. Right. right. Now, they encouraged them this year. Are they doing it more because there's less pressure? I think they are doing it more because there's, that's what I'm saying, because there's no fans. Mm-hmm. I, referees, actually, referees have no issue with being no fans, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah. Far less pressure on them. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, but to be honest, I, well, I, well, I do wonder if, if they, in the moment, they might feel less pressure. But if they've left and they've made a decision, think of the countless, you know, VAR decisions. Obviously, my recency bias, but Villa West Ham a couple of weeks ago, Ollie Watkins was fouled and then got called for his elbow being offside because he was bumped. And they just they just called the elbow for offside. That's right. But I, to be honest, if the fans are there, and were they away? That was in London as well, right? Yeah, was that West Ham? I don't Ham? know if that call goes the same way. We'll never truly know. This is the great thing we could just sit and debate about and drink. Knowing some referees that officiated mining craze games in the Premier League, they wanted to be centre of attention. They love the fans as much as players do. Yeah. A few of them, certainly. Uriah Uriah Rennie was a massive Uh, fan lover. You hate Uriah Rennie, though. I hate Uriah Rennie, man. Well, he obviously pushed too many buttons because he got, in the end, he just disappeared. Yeah. The FA got rid of him. Yeah, before 40, right? Is Klattenberg still in uh, Saudi Arabia? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. The Middle East. Yeah. He, he took over Howard Webb's job. You know, Howard Webb is the head of MLS officiating, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. he was one, obviously, that was actually a very good referee, though. I think it's fair to say, but loved the, adula- well, the adulation, the the spotlight he enjoyed. Yeah, being he there. did. Loved but it got attention. to a point with him where it, that, where it became too much, I think, as well. And he got sick and tired of the bullshit, and that's why he, he scarped off to the Middle East for a lot of money. Yeah. Nice sidetrack since we're on referees. If there's a series, um, it feels like it's done by the same Amazon folks that did the Amazon Spurs and, and Man City documentary, though I've not seen it, to be honest. But that exact same style show about referees, it's on UEFA TV. So if you watch the internationals, it's free. 40-minute uh, episodes, man in the middle. And it, it is exceptional because it goes to their homes. It, you follow them around. They talk about – and it's crazy to think, like, who grows up wanting to be a referee? <laughs> Most of these people. Most of these referees actually have grown up wanting to do that. Do you know that. anyone that wanted to be a referee growing up? Because I don't. Not until I watched the show. 
And now that's, I can tell you eight of them. That's exactly why lying. I will not watch the show. They're all lying. Honestly, I think I think you'd find it very interesting. But you talk about like loving the spotlight, and you know we say this, and okay, Clattenburg, he dresses nice when he's out, and he likes to be photographed, and he, he always seems to try and stand in front of the paparazzi on purpose. He's, he drives the flashy cars and that. But you can see from this documentary that yeah, why why that job actually attracts some of those people. And I think there's a lot more people in that position who aren't like that at all and would love if there was no attention. This lovely bloke from Clairefontaine that uh, made me think of you, actually, just from your time over there. And this, this guy would, is, must just be relishing and thriving, no fans being about. Yeah. No fans mean no attention. He just, he's just driving to the office. It just happens but to be... But they are the best referees. Stadium. The best referees are the officials that you do not notice in the game. Yeah. Yeah. They just let the game flow. Like centre-backs. <laughs> Harry Maguire <laughs> no, but uh, no, you notice him though <laughs> yeah yeah tell me this though are the referees officials in hockey uh, basketball NFL are they of like similar status than we have as referees in well in, in hockey they were but they actually uh, a few years ago now took the names off their shirts they used to have the names they used to have the names shirts Yep. And, um, they, but they, were they, they like the, celebrity they status as well? Yeah, yeah. 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 Carrie Fraser, Andy Van Hellemond. Yeah. I was going to say, Carrie Fraser was this famous referee. Yeah. Infamous. Who made, his, his hair didn't move. Who always made calls that were always suspect. Gresky, high stick on Gilmore. Prick. Yep. Or didn't make calls. And then would... They, he was pretty open about it, though. He did a lot of games. Since then, I've heard interviews with him, and he's been fantastic. Yeah. About you know the controversial moments. I mean, that's a tough game to to officiate hockey, right? But baseball always had those umps who always under a lot of them with Earl Earl Schuheiser always calling shit that would change the whole. Hey, I'm going to call that a strike. Well, what about when when Leslie Nielsen was in the World Series? He was amazing, just a bit outside, and there the crowd were cheering. And they break danced. Right yeah, on, yeah, that's right. right on home plate. When was the last time you have you watched that movie in the pandemic? That might was be that one to add to gun? the list. Naked Gun, naked, yeah. yeah, that was a Naked Gun. I haven't it watched it for years, but I'm sure age as well. Good Canadian Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Is he dead? He's dead, right? Isn't he? He's dead. He's, yeah, he's but dead. rather recently, this like, time of year, especially because this time of year, he's raising money for sick animals. Right. And his brother, was Sarah McLaughlin. Eric Nielsen, who was really? uh, an MP from Newfoundland, I think. Wow. He's dead too. Oh yeah, he's from Newfoundland. Originally, I think so. Oh, my goodness. There's a two commercials over Christmas, which I always remember right? I being that, when yeah. I first moved here, and they're on for like two decades. And one was Liz Nielsen, and it's... Okay, so the, the components were Liz Nielsen and or Sarah McLaughlin and or John oh. Lennon. And it's either for um, kids in Africa or for the Humane Society. John Lennon? You sure? The song. Oh, I'm sorry. I, forget what I, I was thinking of the commercial, the promo. That, I thought you were talking about the promo. I'm like, they would never would have no, been I mean, in the same you know the promo. Commercial I'm talking about. You hear these great, these you know, really uh, the great songs around Christmas time, and they're kind of ruined by these really depressing commercials. Understood. Got it. And you're, now, now that this amazing song, you're thinking about suffering children in, in Syria. Yeah, exactly. Understood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Going on tangents here. Uh, Deej is struggling with his microphone. He's making it look like a Christmas ornament. He's trying to hypnotize himself. <laughs> Hey, there's a Hello, couple of cool couple D. of excellent boxing fights coming up this weekend. Actually, Triple hey. G's fighting, and Canelo's fighting uh, Callum Smith. Big AJ uh, won last week. Side. Yeah, so he's fighting Fury or what? They're trying to set it up. The big fight. Canelo's a big fight. Actually, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, the, the guy he's fighting, Jim. English guy. Canelo's fighting this week. Oh yeah, he's fighting a, a taller. Uh, he sounds like he's from Merseyside. I've not heard him say that, uh, but he certainly sounds it. And uh, 
British champion. He's got all the belts. Canelo's the underdog, but Canelo's the name. Yeah. So the fight's happening. Should do a Boxing Day special on boxing mm-hmm. from Shams's basement. There are definitely people who who think that that's what it's about. Still, yeah. <laughs> yeah you'll all. I think. I think every year you can find someone that doesn't truly know it has nothing to do with the sport of boxing. Do we know why it's called Boxing Day? Truly, I thought. I mean, it's been commercialized to have to do with shopping. I thought. Can I tell you a story? I really hate Boxing Day. Of course you, you do. Hate you hate a lot of people, though. No, but Boxing days, Day I really, really hate. Shall I tell you why? <laughs> because we always were playing on fucking Boxing Day. So we were always either in a, we were definitely in a hotel on Christmas Day. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Home or Boxing away. Day. Oh, home or away, you're in. Nobody knows. So it's actually good Trouble to spend Boxing Day with the family now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't you rather be away from the family? During Christmas, I thought that's what he was going to say. Not getting yeah, your asses, yeah. not getting your asses felt at Anfield. <laughs> I'm curious though. How do you? I miss you, Christmas for this. Down I haven't touched the time. ball. Jesus. Touched the ball twice. <laughs> so how do you spend Boxing Day now? You didn't get to enjoy it in your playing days when the kids were quite young, and now you spend it watching football. Watching football. Watching football. <laughs> Wake up in a very hazy. <laughs> You're a self-loathing kind of man, aren't you? Watch some football, and then we have our Boxing Day dinner, which is gammon, mashed, cheesy mashed potato, and uh, mushy peas. That sounds all right, actually. Ooh, gammon. Gammon. It's not done that day. in a while. Can yeah. mushy peas? No, fresh mushy peas. Fresh. you got to let them soak. You don't do can, do you? Well, my... <laughs> Cost, the icing my on the cake landlady. is that little bit. My landlady in icing England on the cake is that little bit of pickle lily. Giving me the best of the best. That's so. yellow. What's pickle lily? Pickle lily. What is it though? Pickles, but pickled. <laughs> oh, oh, pickled pickles. Pickle lily. But you don't yellow, have pickle lily over it. Yeah, I bought pickle lily over it. Can you? Yeah. Craig knows what pickle lily it is. <laughs> he likes it. I know he does. I was a Branston pickle guy. Oh, I've got yeah. jars of it at home. That's jars. brown. You gotta Amazing. go for the yellow stuff. Pick oh, yeah, you, you buy that small chunk yeah, of Branson yellow. pickle for sandwiches. It's not the same. It just doesn't. I like the big chunks. Uh, my uh, the Boxing Day meal that I most look forward to is breakfast. Uh, we do a panettone French toast. That's our Boxing Day tradition. Nice. Yeah, you do it up like a casserole, and so not like sliced French toast. So in in the casserole dish, yeah, you're putting the bread around the outside. Yeah, it's the so it's panettone, that Italian like that Christmas is? bread, right? Yeah, yeah. and you 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 tear it up into bits and that to fit. Kind of, you you make essentially you make these tiny cream cheese sandwiches and you stuff it into a casserole dish. So you really squeeze it in. You drench it with cream and syrup mm. and that, and you bake it. And Sounds it is good. exceptional. Sounds oh, very good, actually. Have to send me the recipe for that, Danny. Do that, buddy. Usually uh, we do uh, like a turkey curry on Boxing Day. Leftover turkey, curry it up. And this this Christmas Day, actually, I'm doing a, a beef Wellington. I'm not doing turkey for the first time ever. I'm kind of done with turkey. What? Always overrated. You agree, AJ? Look who's left the city and gone to Kent, eh? Uh, I cook a mean turkey, but it's just, I almost left wanting more. It's like. You just, eh. hand, you just handed in your uh, British passport there. Put it at the door, please. <laughs> Beef Wellington's pretty British. Grab too. turkey. No, it's Beef Jamie Wellington Oliver is super British. Huh? It's the most British. <laughs> Beef Wellington? <laughs> yes. Beef yeah, yeah. It probably most, is the most not British. Christmas most Day. British. <laughs> not on Christmas Day. Give it a try. What is Expand okay? Your so I've told you my worst. What is your worst? Let's go around. What is your worst day over Christmas? Christmas morning's always awful. Why? Because I'm so hungover. Really? Because usually not this year, but usually we have a big party on Christmas Eve. Mm, yes, you do. You've been there. You've been there before. Um, and I'm usually up to like two or three in the morning, 
And then my kid wakes me up at six, obviously. Oh, yeah. And i am just got this crushing hangover. I'm, I'm sweating, sitting there, just like, please end this day, yeah. Yeah. Can Awful. you put this Lego together, Daddy? Yeah. So it's Christmas Day, actually. <laughs> it's Christmas Day. Yeah, <laughs> Christmas Day's your worst, yeah? Yeah. The worst. So. What about you, Danny? It used to be Christmas Eve because usually I'd be, like, working or I may have, may have worked the 23rd, so the 24th I'm scrambling travel. I'm driving to Windsor for four hours or we'd fly yeah. to Vancouver. So usually it's Christmas Eve because it's you've got a lot of errands. It's craziness. I'm Christmas also probably Eve, scrambling trying to get some gifts that day as well, so that makes a real headache. You, Dan? Oh. What's your worst day over Christmas? Uh, well, this could be in Christmas. New Year's as well, New Year's Day. I'm New Year's. New, it's New Year's Day. Second of January well, Because sucks. I always sit there going, oh, I ha- life starts again after that week and a half with the kids. It's awesome. Yeah. You know, everyone's in a good mood. And then all of a sudden that work the reality angst, hits you, your dreadful um, life. Yeah, you're just kind of like, oh, that shit. And then... <laughs> Returning gifts and like the you whole, return gifts, yeah, not me. Kids need the ones that he gives. Yeah, because they don't. I was thinking that as well. They're all phoning for receipts. Or his ex-wives and girlfriends. Oh, another iron. Thanks, thanks, Dan. I hell. Yeah, you got you the, the receipt. receipt? For this? He's just been on this blackout bender for like seven days, and now January second. Oh God, I get to go Actually, to the mall again. Uh, for the longest, for the last six years, um, or prior to last year. I used to go out on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. I'd call Craig because we were a lot of single dudes. We had the two of the same. We're like, let's go out. And there's a couple places in Toronto you can go out. I've been out on Christmas Eve till 3 or 4 in the morning partying. It's been amazing. Really? I brass railed the uh, Christmas Eve once. Nice. Yeah. Me and my mate Murph. Murph, we was on the podcast, actually. Really? Yep. Um, remember, it was on he's a guy in Ireland. But, yeah, we, uh, we brass railed it. We were both come out of... Um, ex-girlfriends in, in recently and, and we thought to hell with this and we had a really good time we're going to try to pick up some strippers <laughs> <laughs> yep that, that's probably the right. hit how did that go Sean yeah, so you walked out <laughs> at 2 o'clock like with nothing nothing empty wallet that's about it yeah right <laughs> I'm a real visual guy so I hear your words and obviously I'm picturing the scenario so before you said it was Murph who you had on the podcast who lives in Ireland I immediately pictured just someone like Larry Murphy the ex-defenseman of the Leafs and the fame for the Red Wings and the Penguins for a long time. Big Stanley Cup winner, legendary defenseman. That's why I'm picturing Oh, because Murph. I said Murph. Okay, yeah. Well, it wasn't him. If it was, he could have paid the bills. Murphy's probably the number one surname, second name in Ireland as well, Dunlop. So there's lots of variables. Craig, what's your most um, hated day around the, the Christmas holiday period? Second of January. Second of January? Yeah. Because all the college football's over? <laughs> Just because everything's over. And it's because resolutions Except it will be the end of 2020, but I'm just not sure 2021 is going to start off that hot. But let's be optimistic. <laughs> JC, what's your most hated day? I don't have one. Really? Jeff, Jeff, he he dances his way through Christmas. and Positive Pete over here. Well, I mean, what's not to love about... I think that, that week between, say, the 23rd and the 1st, it's all exciting because there's still something to look forward to. So I will have to say the second as well because – actually, no. I will say the first but two years ago because <laughs> Dan Wong, our producer extraordinaire, gave me some sativa pills mm. a couple years ago. That's right. And my wife and I don't smoke. We just – it doesn't work for us. But we don't, we, we don't smoke. But we thought, you know what? It's, it's New Year's Day. 
we're hungover as, as hell. Let's just mellow out and have these pills. So we had these pills. And within about 45 minutes, my wife was cursing me out. That why are we, why did we get engaged? I hate you. I can't be here anymore. I'm hiding under the covers. Like, where? They're coming. They're coming to get me. Oh, my God. It's, it's over. I can hear them. I can hear them. My dog is shitting all over the house because I... She was on them, too? No, I gave her all the, the leftover turkey that had probably gone bad by then. So it was like, think of like the worst trip you've ever had. It was like that. So I would say on that specific occasion, the first of two years ago, 2018. Other than that, let's get shit. Overall, I do enjoy Christmas, all joking aside. It's a nice time. It's a good time and a lot of football. And it's like you turn the TV on at any time and there's, there's a match on somewhere. It is great. Could be Burnley against Villa. Doesn't matter. It's something. To be honest, though, that's how I felt about this entire pandemic. Like today, at 12.59, my productivity stopped because Villa was playing Burnley. And even though that was only going to be two hours and 90 minutes, I was going to do nothing productive for the rest of the day. I knew it. And I mean, I you most you, days you, have been like that. You weren't watching the FIFA best? I wasn't, no. But I did follow along on Twitter. Very happy for Fonzie and company. Mm-hmm. Who, who who won awards today? By the way, the FIFA uh, best. Alfonso Davis named to the World Eleven, along whoop, whoop. with Cristiano Ronaldo. Nice. Uh, Lionel Messi, Van Dyke was in there. Uh, Robert Lewandowski, of course. So t- who won the Ballon d'Or? Robert Lewandowski took the best award. No, the best. The yeah, there's no Ballon d'Or this year. But right? this is the, the, FIFA the equivalent awards. of it. Huh? Yeah, yeah, there's Ronaldo, Messi, and him on this screen, and uh, Ronaldo looked so disinterested. He did, didn't he? Like, didn't want to be there at all. And then Gianni Infantino surprised Lewandowski by appearing in the same room with the trophy. COVID safe, of course. Of course, yeah. Well, in fairness, Gianni isn't from this earth. Right. He's either from the future or from a different planet. He doesn't need a mask because he doesn't breathe oxygen. Right, precisely. Um, So, yeah, at least I got that right. That's good. I'm happy about that. And Fonzie made the best 11, which is incredible. Whether you like these awards or not, I mean, the fact is there's a Canadian kid making the best 11 as voted on by players around the world. What a... Another moment for Alfonso Davis. But also, talk about the pandemic. Just to go back to that, because you know he had made his mark, really, to, to a lot of people. Between October and March, it was against Chelsea, uh, which I believe was March 6th, the first week of March, where really it was, oh my, this guy's really good. And he, he, you know, he torched a really good side, mm-hmm. been playing on a good team that maybe a lot yeah. of people in the football a world... A lot of people in England didn't, didn't know really of pay him attention, But definitely in England. And that's, yeah. that's not the measurement. But after that, every single performance matched that. Or was better. And you look what he did against Barcelona on a much bigger stage. Different circumstances, of course. Bubble tournament, no fans. It was great for, I mean, it was great for Alfonso as well with the Bundesliga being the first league back anywhere. It was the only thing to watch here if people wanted to throw something on. And it was great. It's a shame there wasn't more dressing around it. Oh, sure. Yeah, well, that's that's right. Who won coach of the year? Club. Oh, nice. Second year in a row he's done that. Hmm. But so his antics are actually not so bad. Apparently, yeah. 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 Did we discuss Marino. that or was that before the podcast started today? That was before. It was, yeah. So obviously, as you probably know, United, uh, Liverpool against uh, Spurs during the week 2-1 post-match. Mourinho's, vintage Mourinho saying, if I behaved like Klopp does in the sidelines, you know, people just wouldn't have it. And, and it's just, thank you, Jose, you're back. You're successful. Your team's playing awful, boring, defensive football, but successful football. <laughs> and you're whining to the media about something so hypocritical. I could puke. Unbelievable. <laughs> you're back. Like, seriously. He has short memory, doesn't he? 
I got hammered on Twitter by some twat, some United fan. Oh, of, of course, of course, because I mentioned uh, Spurs fan. Knee slide, knee, I said knee slide Jose's back. Thank you. In reference to his <laughs> knee sliding celebration. Sorry, Sharms, I'm going intru- to uh, interrupt you. That's the word. Because Daniel Dunlop, uh, is this a family member? That's my father. Yes. Oh, hey, the hey. race car champion. Yeah. Your son <laughs> is a talented, talented prostitute. Um, <laughs> He's watching the live. For Danny, a certain member of my family has been asked on numerous occasions to request that Danny tell some stories he was told. By the Millwall, told by his Millwall kit man about the craze. Can we have some, please? Ooh, I find this found that so funny because I knew exactly what the question was the second he said Brendan's father has a question for Danny, and then listening to Wonga read that out was <laughs> hilarious. I didn't even hear. Did, can, did everybody hear the question? I didn't. Oh, uh, he's asked. Danny antics has, about the craze. Oh, okay. Danny has stories about the Cray's. So Cray I brothers. Can barely Cray brothers. read that. The screen is too small. So for those that don't know, the Cray brothers very quickly were a, were a mob. Two brothers, two twins in the sixties, I guess, right? Around Ronnie and Reggie. Yeah. The movie uh, legend. Um, yeah. There's a few movies act- about them. the actor's name I forget, but quite famous. Tom recently. Hardy. Two boys Hardy. from um, Spandau Ballet also started right. a Cray's movie right. called The Cray's. Yeah. Do, 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 we did a show do, once. Dickie and I did a Fox talking in Spandau Ballet, by the way. It was uh, a. <laughs> Get it out, Dunny, before okay, they finish the song. I was going to say, I don't know what we were talking Gold. about, but in, in passing, you made some comment about having all these crazy stories. Blue. And honestly, and in that moment, I, I, I thought they were a band. <laughs> I had no idea. And my dad's like, oh, Dickie's got stories about the craze. I'm like, cool. Did you listen to them? He goes, what? I go, well, <laughs> well you seem quite excited. I don't know who they, I've never heard them. No, they're they're a gang. They're a real famous gang. He's got stories. He said it in the show. Yeah. Like he could have been talking about a center back pairing named Grace. <laughs> I had no idea who he was talking about. Yeah. I can't go into too much about them guys because there's a, a sworn um, secrecy pact that we've made, and I might get my legs chopped off. But um, no, our kit man at Millwall was a of course it's Millwall artful dodger, very very uh, shady guy, Pat passed away now unfortunately but uh he used uh (laughs) he used to uh frequent in the same pubs as them uh when he was younger and then he the blind beggar he he actually no i don't think it was that but he then actually became a driver for them as well so he told numerous stories about what i used to get up to very interesting story actually the craze one of them both of them were absolute lunatics got put away in prison for a long long time I think in the 60s or early 70s. But one was homosexual and one was uh, very, very normal in the sense that he got married, lived a life, but as she came out later that he was homosexual as well. So, yeah. And then, well, they, they, they shot the guy in the blind beggar. They shot it? the guy in yeah, one yeah, of the snitches. The yeah. And they right. didn't think that anybody was... Big West Ham fans... Big West they, were, they were beloved by that part of London. The people loved yeah, them. Yeah, they right? were kind of like yeah, Robin Hood. A bit. Like the Robin Hood stories yeah. of looking after their own, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Robin Hood was French though, and people liked Robin Hood. He was French. Oui, sure. Was he really? Robin de Bois. Robin Hood was not from Nottingham. I had no idea. Yeah. He the cartoon about he the Three French. Musketeers. Yeah. Who's yeah. speaking about Zorro? No. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Shrek? He comes out with the merry men. And they're Wait all dancing, second. Shrek 2? No, it's Sh- 
Shrek one. Kevin Costner's not French. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you do. So there you go, Dad. You finally got a story. We love you. Well, Thanks for following on Facebook Live. Yeah. Can we do footy picks? I think um wasn't the Chelsea smile I think was something that they, they coined and it was when they would cut someone's mouth. Chelsea smile from, from like lip to ear. Ew. Lip to ear. Like the Joker. Like the Joker. Yeah. Yeah, it's called the Chelsea yeah. Smile, right? I think it was. I think that was the craze. Nice. Nice. Are you want to picks now? Yeah, let's, let's get, get to picks our, and then we'll our, get into our awards. awards. Okay, picks let's first. Do picks, then okay. awards. All right, so where are we at from last week? Um well I don't remember. <laughs> You didn't tabulate before the show? No. Doesn't I your big bookie well. sponsor they keep well. track of well? this for okay. you? Yeah, they did well. No, I don't know if we did. <laughs> you didn't do badly. Yeah, no, we one. did. I you got Everton 1-0. That's right. You guys did what I we, did. You're doing scores I got now? the other result, Columbus, yeah. to win. The only one we got wrong was... You lost Sounders, that's right. ...was Man United. That's right. Yeah. We said that would be a... Draw. Draw. Both of you said a draw. Yeah, Man why don't you say Columbus? I listened to it after I'd seen the match. No, Danny said Columbus. Danny said Columbus. I said Seattle. Yeah. But three zip. We'll talk about that later. I Anyways, would have thought. So. I don't know. Uh, D- Danny, you ready? Yeah. It's footy picks. It's footy picks. It's footy picks. On footy prime. On footy prime. You slime. <laughs> All right. First up. First up. We got uh, Crystal Palace taking on Liverpool. At Palace? At Palace. Roy going back while facing his former team, the team that he made famous. When are these games, by the way? Well, are they? I was just Saturday. thinking that. Wow, um, that's come around quickly. That's the only game on Saturday, Palace-Liverpool. Liverpool just had a tough game against... The West Ham? Or I'm going... Spurs. I am going. Benteke suspended. You got sent off today or yesterday. I'm going to draw. Draw, really? Yeah. No faith in the Reds, eh? I'm going Liverpool. Atta boy. Yeah. Even with the injuries. Jota out for two more months. Dunny done well last time, by the way, Dunny. I think you got three out three last time. What's your score? Um, Or two out three. Two nil. (laughs) One one. All right, moving on now. Hold on, Dunny's got to do it. You jumping in here? Did you give your pick? No, no one cares about my picks. Just them and me as the yep. occasional guests. That's correct. Allowed to have bubbled. Yep. I'm going draw, but I'll go three all. Jeez. How about that? Palace are going to score three? I think so. Well, Palace would... have been strange. Like, Zaha, Benteke's been re- really good, although he's, he must be suspended, right? He's out. He'll be out. Okay, so I regret that now. But I'll leave it. All right. Three all. So three three. You can go two two if you want. A draw to draw. All right, next up, Southampton. Up against Man City, that could be interesting. At Southampton, still winning revenge from. All yeah, those I've got years to pull ago. the fixture list up to look at it myself. Yeah, now. hold on. Southampton were just away at Arsenal, so they should be at home. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Southampton. Southampton against City. <laughs> this is the Saturday three. I love, C- good, I love uh, a good podcast. Sorry, 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 sorry. Forty seconds. Yeah, quiet. City. I'm going City. City. Yeah, and even though Southampton are buzzing at the moment. It's a brave call, isn't it? It's a brave. Yeah, but Southampton are... Southampton, Southampton are really good, playing man. well, but I don't know. I just yeah, I think City, I th- they're they, due. They are due they're spanking due someone. Spank, yeah. But I really spank. like what Ralph Hassan Tuttle yeah, has no, done with Southampton. Good. What about Southampton? I mean, they could have fired that guy, and they stuck with him. It After just they shows got spanked 9-0? Yeah. 
Yeah. It just shows what you can do sometimes when you yeah. stick around with a manager and, and what well, happens. Well, statistically, it doesn't make a damn difference if you fire them. It, 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 at the end of the day, they always they might go up a dent like, but they settle in that same place. Up or down in the end, Big Sam gets a job. Yeah, he's just sitting around. The saviour. The saviour. All right, City, I'm going City 2-1. Cragger? 3-1. Who, for City? No yep. fans. I'm going City 4-2. to two. Jeez, nice. I like all this. Yeah, we're gonna have over Southampton. He's due for one, like and I think Southampton can kick it for yeah. seventy minutes, seventy-eight yeah. minutes, yeah. and then easily. So our over/under, we're setting three point five. Third game. You got to give different you, odds when you. By the way, did it, you enjoy watching? Uh, I don't know anything about that. Phil Wilcox. I'll tell you all about Arsenal. it. He was yeah. pretty happy about that, eh? He was really happy. He was just Cream. jacked. He could have had a hat trick. He he had a really good game. Cream. Are you a fan of the new hair? Yes. You are. I'm growing it. I'm getting to that level. I'm. I'm not far oh, yeah. off, to be honest. Yeah. You have the walk I've got a full. It's. Uh, I'm almost oh, there. Oh wow! That's like Pacino esque. It's what esque? Pacino esque. I mean, I've put a man bun at the top. A Pacino. It's, oh, it's Al Pacino. Man. It's now back to. <laughs> wow! I've never seen you more unkempt than you are right now, oh, ever in my in my entire what 15 years of knowing you. This is what unemployment looks like. He smells like. Poop a little bit too. A little bit, right? A little bit like poop. I thought that too, but then I thought I, I Alice would be in the dog would be in here. Poop. He smells like poop. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Unemployment. No, you look yeah. uh, you look rugged. As opposed to so you're like the most manicured man I've ever done in my life right. prior to COVID. A metrosexual, he used to call. Douchebag. <laughs> someone someone asked me someone tweeted the other day. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone tweeted, "What are these rubber shirt parties?" Question mark. And I was like, oh, man. "Did you just find the podcast?" Like, yeah, Dobby just tweeted that some Dropbox link. Like, oh yeah, rubber shirt parties. That's basically clubbing in the early two twenty tens on King West. That's what Sharma used to call my nights out. Rubber shirt parties. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because I would come in like on two hours sleep, you know, ready to do six hours of looking great ball radio, and, and I always look great. I might have smelled not so great, but yeah, I covered it up. Well, rubber doesn't breathe very well, right? <laughs> That's when you enjoy rating all night on a dance floor. It ain't good. Everton well, Arsenal, good free samples of Cologne. Whoa. This is a good game. Everton Arsenal. I mean, my God. When was the last time you could say the Gunners are without doubt the underdog in this one? The Arsenal shit. The Arteta derby. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. Another, another 14 seconds. Guys, can you, you choose first this time? I want to have a little go, think about this. I'll go this. first with a quick one. So, sorry, is that the Emirates? No, it's that the Goodison. Oh, 3-1. Everton. Ooh. Three first half goals. Well. Craig, you go on this way. 2-0 Everton. Can you say that a little more? 2-0 Everton. Thank you. But not in time and a half, like your listeners are listening to this on Apple Podcasts. People, people, a thousand people listen, watch our footy picks every week. I am going against the grain here, and I'm going to go for a draw. And? <laughs> that entire time. That's how bad Arsenal are at the moment. Everton and Arsenal and a draw. What Arsenal are on a little run now. They've got a good draw against Southampton. What's your draw so I can... <laughs> come to this, eh? What's your draw so I can push a... 1-1. Uh, 1-1. Uh, so we're 1.5 for the over-under. Does Arteta last the season? Yes. He has to. They sure. do. They do. The sporting director came out this week and said he's doing a fantastic that job. Means nothing, you know that. But That's, I think that he's been he's smoking be a lot of Dan Wong's weed. <laughs> okay, let's close down. Footy picks. Ready? Footy picks. It's footy picks. It's footy picks. I'm footy prime. 
Slime bags. Isn't that that's the footy picks? Well, yes. Oh, on footy Just you know, any would be sponsorships out there, uh, we're happy to open the doors to things are happening. Things are. I've happening. heard things are rolling. I've in. heard good. things uh, are starting to move. Well, we really not east? just in Dan Wong's pants. That's right. Are you going things really happen. east London with that at the end? Huh? Are you going really east London with that? No, or you're going Scouse, Manchester. Oh, okay. Shall we uh, get on to our awards? Yes. Overshadowing today's FIFA awards were the Footy Prime Awards. So I put this out on Twitter a couple of days ago. Now the response has been quite overwhelming. Thank Lots you so of votes, to huh? all of you. <laughs> Lots of votes. Lots of votes. Can, can Jeff just tell us what the prize is, first of all, and how we're going to reward the prize? We have a yeah. You need a microphone, Jeff. This is the voice vendor who sometimes forgets he needs a microphone. Big prize here. Well, a lot of times I don't know where I am. Blue so. thing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the dildo. Yeah. The winner of today's whatever it is we're doing. Awards. Awards. <laughs> we receive a $50 gift card to Amsterdam Brewery. So the, st- the stipulation is you must live in the greater Toronto area in order to use it. Because they don't deliver anywhere else other than Ontario. So anyway. There goes our Papua New Guinea contingent of fans. No, you True. Know what? We will pay if someone from outside will do it fairly. If someone outside, of if someone Toronto outside of Toronto, we'll ship, beer. we'll ship you beer. When you say we will ship them beer, down. Yeah. yeah. We'll ship them beer. What if they're from Saudi Arabia? We'll come out of our first payment of our sponsorship. <laughs> sponsorships. Sponsorships. Um. Okay. So how do we how do we decide who wins this thing? Well, we we tabulate the votes through the various platforms, and then we do the algorithms. And then I have no idea. How about we open to the Facebook audience right now? And so whoever responds, um, comments at Footy Prime, the podcast on... Last or, name Dunlop? Yeah, so you just... Yeah. You <laughs> no, 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 Jeff Cole is yeah, watching. Jeff Cole is one way to find out, right? Dennis Whoever's Dunlop. watching, if you're watching Daniel. on Facebook right now, Daniel. get on Twitter, all right? Um, footy under... What's the Footy handle? underscore Prime. prime. Yeah. And um, whoever's got the funniest comment, um, we will give this, this uh, beer... You can Give do it, Dad. Too. But they have to retweet also. Yeah. Retweet and say, follow us. What if no one does anything, though? Well, then, really embarrassing. then we'll just drink the beer ourselves. Well, they don't okay. retweet. They tweet. Right. Re- no, no. They have to retweet our contest. <laughs> Rewind. Is the contest out there? We are going to make one. Okay. We'll do it for... So in the Microphone. Coming, in the coming weeks... In the coming week... Uh, when you hear this, please go on to our Twitter, which is the, on the computers there, and you press the buttons with the ampersand, etc., and, and then you get it out, and you say, uh, ha-ha, funny jokes, on our, and then retweet whatever it is, et cetera, you know, and, and that, and then uh, you win a prize. Okay. I have no idea what you're talking no, about. No, me neither. But um, Whatever. Would you like to buy a dag? <laughs> a dag. Let's, let's get to the award, shall we? Okay, the first award. Take control of the show, Charms. By the way, I should mention that on that podcast, the, the podcast that started 2020 off, there was a rant by Dickio about pikeys. <laughs> Fucking pikeys. Another one. <laughs> Fucking Don't it. bring it up. I'm just saying it's unbelievable. No, it's more I'm, editing for me. I have to buy my ma a caravan. Caravan. <laughs> caravan. It's a great Brad Pitt impression. All right. So first award is the Guilty Pleasure of the Year Award. The options were Wonger's Weed, Watching Arteta Struggle, 
watching Messi's Sock and other. We've got a tie. What a great way to start this, eh? 38% watching Arteta struggle and watching Messi's Sock. Both, both can split the award for Guilty Pleasure of the Year award. Anyone here enjoying watching uh, Leo Messi struggle? No. No? No. No, I'm not watching him. He's one of the best players of all time. You don't want to see them struggle. Is this whiny though getting a little bit much? I mean, I'd like to see him elsewhere if that's really what we're going to. I'd love to see him. Where? Benfica? At Benfica. (laughs) That's another another award, actually. Right? Like, what what, what overpriced (laughs) player will Benfica be linked with? Messi. Yeah, they almost had Cavani, remember? The Hulk is going back to Benfica. (laughs) Any uh, uh, suggestions, boys? Uh, What is your guilty pleasure of the year? Guilty pleasure? Being a Grinch. (laughs) I fucking love being miserable. (laughs) You do a good job at it, too. My missus tells me that every day. When you leave the house, you're like, oh, thank fuck, he's he's gone. (laughs) All the kids can open their bedroom doors again. How's dad gone? Uh, yeah. Mom, why can't podcast be five hours instead of one? <laughs> uh, I wrote one down that's different from any yeah. of your answers, actually. Um, I actually enjoyed the fake crowd noise at, at the beginning. The, I thought the Bundesliga got it right at, once the Premier League came around. And then I would say probably by the time I got to Lisbon with the Champions League, then I was sick of it. Because I think I realized in listening to some of the leagues who hadn't done it, how much more there was as a fan to just listen to and this is a small window that I'm going to get to really hear absolutely everything I mean in the Canadian Premier League I couldn't believe a, a lot of the banter um, because it was all in English I could actually consume all of it but in a, a lot of these leagues it just just to listen to the chatter even if I wasn't taking it all in I, I found it thrilling I loved hearing Mings yell at everyone on the pitch and hearing how vocal they were hearing who was the most vocal in that um, so I, I grew to hate the fake crowd noise but my guilty pleasure was I really quite enjoyed it at the beginning at the beginning it was good the German league but it really depended on who was on the machine because That's right. there were certain Premier League games and certain other games where the goal would go in and the cheer would come like four seconds three seconds afterwards or something had happened and someone accidentally pressed the cheer button and there was no goal or foul yeah. So he probably went. He probably went to the bathroom or something. Yeah, he's probably just put it on a, on a, a loop, simulator, on a loop. <laughs> naked re- gun simulator. It required yeah. a DJ with it to really just understand. But I, I really liked yeah. it. It was like, oh, this is not weird at all. Ride the fader up this way. You know, oh, perfectly timed controversy here. You know what? Um, Bundesliga guys had it good. They, they're, they're quite, quite skilled. You know, is my was, mic dead? You know what was good? Um, Franco, my son, who's a big Man United fan. Hello. I think it was the second month we were into it. And he said, Dad, like, did the, the players in the stadium not get put off by that sound? <laughs> <laughs> so I went, sorry, Franco? He's like, but like, why are they booing when it's like a, a goal at their ground? I said, Franco, they can't hear that sound in the stadium. <laughs> It's like crickets in the stadium. You can only hear the the players talking. Conversations. <laughs> I said, "You are such a Man United fan." <laughs> Actually, it sounds very much like Old Trafford and Arsenal, the library, very quiet. But now that they've grown up Leafs fans, this is perfect because essentially that's the Arsenal equivalent. We've been here thirteen years now. Franco thinks the Leafs are going to win the title every year. Of course he does. This is our year. This is our year, Dad. This is what's happened. You've left Charms and I leave for five minutes. Yeah, 
Who knows how long my microphone hasn't been working. Wonger's now let me use this one. Wonger just didn't plug it in. No, my dad had to comment on the Facebook page. I can't hear my son. Did and he? now I've got a new mic. Is that what happened, Wonger? I don't know. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's footy picks. It's footy picks. It's footy picks. Back to this whole leaf thing. How did this come oh, up? Oh, Calling the Emirates the library. And how his son, unaware of, of what, you know, how quiet it could be in a ground like that. Right. Uh, I said, well, they've grown up Leafs fans, so they're well aware. Mm-hmm. Has B really been on mute since the start of this podcast? No, his microphone started getting dodgy, so I okay. switched. But I've got it now. It's just that he held it in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like a too good way? I don't know. Like a s- small... <laughs> Twig. <laughs> that's small, like, that's smaller like, than you usual. Like a pepper pot. Twig. <laughs> you tell, the way that I held the small twig it's affected the, the sound quality? I held it. <laughs> love. It's a lot of singing going on tonight. Six I love months it. ago, Brendan's hosting, you know, Canada's top rated sports highlight show. And now here he is. <laughs> How times have fallen. He's in, in a, a garage. Yeah. He's in a fucking garage. Yeah. We in, were hosting Canada's top rated soccer show. Some weekends when they're big games. What, on one yeah. soccer? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, any more guilty uh, guilty uh, pleasures of the year? Uh, uh, JC's got one. Wong's weed. Wonger's weed. Is that a guilty pleasure? Uh, pleasure. Yes. I, have, I have a guilty pleasure from uh, James Yu. James Yu, as in James Yu or James Yu? Okay. One of our, one of our yeah. listeners. He's a big right, Chelsea supporter. Nice. Right. Guilty, guilty pleasure. This could be the winner. This could this this, this very could well be could be the winner. Come on, James. Guilty pleasure: watching Harry Maguire every week making one awful mistake, resulting in a goal or near goal, and doing some sort of a wrestling move against an opposing player. Yeah, it is fun, isn't it? It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I, and I would imagine James would say, "Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is." He is Harry say. Maguire the most overrated player in the Premier League, uh... or is it Marcus Rashford and? And I'll be lambasted for that because I, I love Rashford. What a great human being! But no, he's not he overrated. Over, he's not, no. I know he scored two goals. Uh, Harry today, Ma- actually, but. is Harry Maguire the new Phil Jones? Mm. Ooh, that's a good one. Phil Jones never captained United or England, though. I think, I think Harry Maguire's head circumference is at least a little bit bigger than it's Phil a big Jones head. as well. It's yeah. a very big head. Doesn't yeah. pull the same facials as Phil Jones, but he's up there. <laughs> but would you say that John Stones was a bit overrated? Is Harry Maguire really on a different trajectory than that? Because different players. Yeah. Yeah. But when Phil so. Jones joined United, he was seen as being the next great centre half in English football. Twenty million, I think, it cost didn't he? He wasn't cheap back in those days. The big problem for Maguire is that the the cost that Man United paid for him mm-hmm. eighty million, I think it was. Yeah, and they're looking at like Van Dyke and yeah, yeah, right. Alderweireld, like yeah, centre backs like that, that are like Stella. Centre halves. Don't make mistakes. Listen, would, would you I was rather have Johnny Evans right now or Harry Maguire at centre back for no. United. I I like Maguire as a centre back. I liked him mm. when he was at Hull. I liked him when he was at Sheffield United. Yeah. I just don't think he suits Manchester United. I, some we've spoken about this before. Players, there's certain players that suit certain teams, and mm-hmm. their style of play, the club, or certain leagues, even. Can you save the Who Needs a Move Award until I come back from the toilet? <laughs> the which, which one? Yeah, we'll save that for it. We won't go on. We'll keep uh, just 
and extending this in the in conversation. You broke the seal, eh? All right, next question. Next question, Shams. What is it? Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, my guilty pleasure, and it's, it's again United, and it's not that I, obviously I'm a Liverpool fan. I hate United, but I really do like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I really do like Marcus Rashford, and I don't want to see these guys do badly. But then I'm torn because it's United, right? But I don't want to see Ole, you know, go down a blaze of glory. I want to see him do something. Don't win the championship, but don't embarrass yourself. And I feel that right now he's embarrassing himself, and I feel a bit bad for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. That's my guilty pleasure. Mm, interesting. Mm. Oh, that makes sense. It's a it's a real guilty pleasure. It is, because I should hate them. Yeah. Um, but I don't hate Ole. I can't. Well, that's I can't hate my My guilty Rashford. pleasure overall all the time is really disliking hockey now. I used to love hockey. So what's I, changed? Uh, Craig and I were talking about it earlier. The wallpaper of hockey used to be appointment viewing all the time. Um, every single game is they try and make each game as important as the next, and they're not. Um, wallpaper's a great term to use for it. They've really yeah, they try to well. force feed people. Yep. Yep. And I, you know, other leagues, they were maybe always showing that many games. But I have to say, DAZN, you know, they it's a great it's a great app if you want to watch footy. Period. Yep. It's it allows you to watch whatever you want. And actually it plays NFL really well too. Yeah. Boxing. <coughs> Do you think the zone could possibly I know that they, they bought the Russian league, the, is it the K KHL? Whatever it's called. Yeah. I didn't know they that. They bought that. And the the promise that they we're moving into North America, and they wanted to take over all sports. This is what they wanted to do. That's why they basically took over soccer. Soccer was the easiest one to take over. Then they were going to move into like the big brand sports, NFL. They took over the red zone. Obviously, they're still... Um, they paid a billion for boxing to take it away from boxing HBO. Boxing has taken over HBO. HBO had it for 35 years. And now they're going to move for hockey, I'm but telling that's you. that's a world audience, so it makes sense, too. Yeah, but they're going to move for hockey. Well, there's, what, five years left in the hockey deal around there Craig yeah, said it before he said that they it, could rent it yeah right they could rent you know let CBC used to do that with some hockey games right, right. give some out well I know, I'm sure Sportsnet and Rogers would try and get rid of some games if they yeah. could I know Craig said it before though that if let's say the zone make a real bid for, for hockey and, and they outbid a Canadian company um, the government would get involved the government got involved when Rogers did the deal they, they did, called them yeah. in, yeah, and we're like, "What's happening here?" Yeah, what's happening? And blah, blah, blah. this is part of the fabric of our culture, hockey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and, I know you're and and how many people are going to lose their jobs if there's only where are you going to run it? Like all this kind of stuff. When they took it from soccer from this country, they take away fifteen, twenty jobs. Who gives a shit? Yeah, but really, who gives a shit? Right. It's a great point. The podcast wouldn't be alive today. Yeah. If it no, but, that, but that's the truth, right? Oh. If it actually if it actually was enough jobs that it affected, then they, they would have actually mm-hmm. done something about it. I have to tell you, that's one of my guilty pleasures. That I have a show <laughs> that we came up with in the summer at Betty's and I just said I'll write it up. Don't be guilty about that. No. And now we're all together. Be proud. Be proud. We can say the most inane, stupid things, <laughs> offensive things. From traveling people to microphones. <laughs> Fucking pikey. And we can't get fired. It's great. Rangers. Pikey. Pikey. <laughs> we generally are, you know. The, 
I just I used to just listen to the show, and now I've joined you. This is great. And you'll never get hired again anywhere else. That's a good guilty pleasure, though. Um, are we moving on from that, or has anyone else got a guilty pleasure? <laughs> Take another gulp. <laughs> All right, next award is our Twat of the Year Award. Mm. Who is a Twat of the Year? The options were Mino Raiola, Super Agent to the Stars, Young England Internationals, Josep Maria Bartomeu, Barcelona's outgoing chairman, and other, and overwhelmingly 51%, Mino Raiola is our Footy Prime, the podcast Twat of the Year. Shh, yeah. It's the twat of the year. Twat, 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 twat. Hey, Mino, you're a twat. Did you hear what he came out and said uh, yesterday about Zlatan and MLS? Yeah. Mino? Mino Raiola, yeah. What's he saying? He said it was the biggest mistake ever for me to tell my client to go to MLS. He wasted two years of his life in MLS. Nice guy, isn't he? He made a lot of money from that deal. He wouldn't have said that. Yeah, he made a lot of money. He wouldn't have said that if he ever won it or something. Actually, yeah. I think he, the reason he said that, I bet you he didn't make that much money from that deal, and that's why. Because the way they'd structured that deal was he when he first came, he was on a mil and a half, and then the next year he was on $10 million. But because it wasn't in one shot, I bet you he didn't get the full in the full cut of a $10 million deal. Do you know what I mean? So I bet you that's part of the reason. Maybe, but I think he wasn't able to squeeze that, don't you? But just that he wasn't able to squeeze. They were going to take him regardless. But in a fresh deal, he squeezes for right. 30%. In this, it was a re- it was a renewal. So it was almost as if MLS avoided you know, his 30% fee or whatever it was. In Ibra's uh, biography, though, he, he kind of paints Mino as not a bad guy at all. Yeah. Brother figure. He does, and yeah. now there's a lot of agents. They are kind of like brother figures to their clients, best friends, right? They vacation together. Well, that just never like, used to be just the way, like right? any business, like you're best off building a relationship with your client, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They're going to yeah, stay so. with you, going to stay tight, and also he's making them a ton of money. Yeah, so why would you, you, you'll get on pretty well? Hey, I've just got ten million from the galaxy for you. Yeah, and the fact that he's a twat doesn't matter to Ebra. What do you make of the Paul Pogba comments, though? You know, he comes out once again, and he just, just makes it difficult for Paul Pogba. If you're Paul Pogba, do you fire Mina Riala? Nope. But I'm not Paul Pogba. But I think what he does is he puts his players in very difficult circumstances, in different in, in difficult situations, sorry, in that a player has to go in the next day into a locker room or onto a field or face the head coach, the manager, the chairman every day, where Mino Riola is sitting at home on his deck chair or on his beach and mm. can make whatever comments he wants. So he can stir the pot, but he doesn't really understand what the players have to go through. Now, we could say Ibra, Pogba, multiple other players that he's got should be a little bit more stronger and say, hey, Mino, I'll do my talking in the press. You just do uh, talking in the boardroom when the contract's coming up for a renewal. But we don't know what the relationship's like. We have no idea how much money Raiola has made for Pogba for Eber over the years. Millions. Billi- so, like, Millions. Who, who are we to say, hey, he shouldn't be doing that? Because he might <laughs> be like, right. we like him stirring the pot. He's going to get me another $10 million at Real Madrid next year or back to Juve in January, which are the rumors with Pogba. Yeah. Well, that's what they're thinking. I mean, his his record sort of speaks for itself when it comes to those players. 
But those players also sell themselves because they're commodities and have, I mean, Pog, but, but Eber is basically everywhere he's gone, he's been champ. Yeah. It seems wild and reckless, but it's always quite strategic. And Mino had been quiet for a while, and now he's stirring. Why is that? Do they think that they might actually do something in January? No, but I think they might just want to be plant the seed that despite whatever economic uncertainty and fear you have, this is a player who's willing to move, and he's a star. Treat him as that. They're trying to secure the bag and get you know, the best deal possible. And Pogba's not, not the innocent party here. I mean, he has gotten yeah. numerous interviews most international breaks saying I think I want to move to a new club or I've considered mm-hmm. going to Real Madrid to Juventus Deej if you're a manager of any one of the big clubs that are talking about going for Pogba with all the options say you go out there I, I think I would be avoiding him yeah I don't you're, ta- I, I wait, I you're talking about Steve Pogba right <laughs> who the hell is Steve Pogba the yeah, tight exactly. end from McGill in 1989 was he an offensive Jeez. linesman I have another hole there, Wonger. <laughs> Steve. But no, you're right, Craig. Like, if I'm a head coach, I'm, I'm not touching him with a barge pole. Like, there's better players, not better players, but there's players out there that I would honestly trust and, for me, be more reliable to bring into my environment Coachable. to try and achieve things on a week-to-week basis. Where Pogba comes out sporadically over the years or through his contract... Wonderful talent, very gifted player, but there's so much baggage that comes along with it. So his baggage now has actually transcended his skill set and his talent. You can say that now without a doubt. Because up until now, even up until like the show to start this year, we're saying we're second title for Pogba. Mm-hmm. But we're all saying, but he's a World Cup winner. And look at Juventus, he was just bossing that midfield. He was incredible. He's still got that game in him somewhere. Are we now saying, you know what, it's just not worth it. He's proven to us that you can't be relied on and trusted. That's what you're saying? That's where I'm at. I, yeah. I wouldn't. I yeah. mean, I, I do think that he's... Is he still a 100 grand a week player? Yeah. When he, when he can play that way, he's absolutely that quality. You never know what you're going to get. You, you never know what you're going to get. He's not a 600,000 pound a week player, which is the new tier now, which is what Gareth Bale's on. Being, you know, Daniel Levy's splitting that with Real Madrid, which is insane. But That's what Pogba wants. On a team with the talent around him or with a manager that can actually utilize his skill set. That's he'll say. Yeah. Put me a Juve. I've got better players around me. I'm going to be more effective again. Put it, well, he played very well for France, and they won the World Cup. Was he the best player, though? Not for me. No. Right. No, and he played very well in, a, in Mbappe. Kante was huge. But defensively, they were big. I think as in a, in a team, he was a star player in a star-studded team that worked very well. So, yeah, maybe United have enough holes that he's not able to fit in that way. But to me, he's not top 10 on the planet right now. Uh, but Mino talks like he is, and he thinks he is. So mm-hmm. that's why we're always having this conversation week after week. Mm-hmm. You've seen what Man United have brought in in Bruno Fernandes, who for me is not even up there in in like his physical profile, athletically, but the want to win, the desire to be competitive week in, week out, and to score goals and just to be a quiet leader within that group and he speaks very very good English as well but I would take a player like him on my team all day over Pogba and people might think I'm crazy but that's just I'd rather work with a player like that that's kind of gone through a couple of bad scenarios he wasn't the best at Sampdoria he wasn't the best at Udinese came back to Portugal and did pretty well with Sporting 
and now he's kind of thrived on being at a high level club like Manchester United and he's playing very very well he's, and he's all bringing them all up he plays Bruno Fernandes every game and doesn't play Paul Pogba every game so he agrees with you yeah I just it, yeah reliable. but I, I mean I don't think anyone would have expected a player like Bruno Fernandes to come in and outshine Pogba I mean certainly they they didn't think so when they paid the record fee for him you know they really did think they were bringing back this world beater and maybe I think a lot of us Pogba. did sorry maybe unlock Paul Pogba unlock him yeah or, or but I, I mean I think I, I, before he showed up I don't think there were any fears that there were any issues I think people thought that just, God could you possibly push him higher that would be so incredible if you could get there mm-hmm. and at a club like United which is bigger than Juve oh of course he will and he's not and I think that's why we're constantly talking about it because he shows moments of that of being better than he was at Juve but he certainly hasn't showed the consistency that he showed there Scott McTominay is more important right now it's ridiculous Fred Fred uh, you look at some of these you know offensive powers Mason Greenwood mm-hmm. for a long time Jesse Lingard was a guarantee on the team sheet Lingard? should be a villa he's, he's been frozen now he's not played once at all not once right yeah. TikTok king yeah. No, Fonzie's a TikTok king. True. Speaking of Fonzie, next award, Man Crush of the Year award. So the options are Marcus Rashford, Alfonso Davis, Jeff Cole, and other. How many votes did Jeff get? Eleven percent of the votes. Oh, five. five percent. So that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, if we add up all these percentages, it doesn't come to zero, unfortunately. It's <laughs> not ideal, but. Uh, Anyway, so overwhelmingly, and no surprise here in Canada, our Man Crush of the Year award goes to Fonzie Alfonso Davis. How could he not win that? We love this guy. He's the future of the game in this country. He's got personality. Um, Craig's a former Canadian international, a legend. Up until Fonzie, maybe the greatest Canadian player. And then Thanks, buddy. along comes Fonzie. And he's not quite there yet, maybe. <laughs> You said like one year, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Give him two or three more. Like seriously, but you must be just—I mean, a few months, a kid, right? Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't happen to a better guy. He's awesome in every every sense of the way. Yeah, guys, what was the stuff that came out influence. this week with uh, Fonzie and his girlfriend? Because I didn't read into it too much because there was a lot of comments going on that I didn't really particularly like. It's been getting a lot of hate tweets. What, a lot what, of what? What was it about? Was there a post sent out first of all? They just put a picture of themselves out there, right? Yeah, it's it pretty was innocent. But uh, but it, it's. I think it's been a collective, where it's it's definitely been a social media thing, where they they attract a lot of real horrible attention. Uh, uh, excuse me, uh, horrible comments. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was more, one recent post that forced Canada Soccer to come out and make a statement that look, you know, we find this uh, absolutely appalling, and we're. We're so against anyone who would treat these two lovely human beings, um, you know, horribly and and in this way, and they just kind of condemned any hate comments, and that's what made it a news story, I think. Because okay. how many times vile, does the federation need to come crime. out and talk about yeah. a couple with their Forrest male made, and female ranks? You know, Craig Forrest said the same thing as yeah. Canada Soccer. Yeah. For those who don't know, Alfonso Davies is dating Jordan Heitema, who's a star of the women's team and plays for PSG. They yeah. just they just look like such a fun young couple having yeah, fun. Yeah, huh? lovely couple. Yeah. So they they basically just put a picture or a photo of them to on vacation, vacation, and yeah. they. There I mean, they, a lot they, of hatred towards that. They attract a lot of social media hate uh, it's by not just scumbags hatred. from it's racist, from people in Canada racist, or no. everywhere. Just well, probably not. Who knows? I don't know where they're from. Yeah. 
but I mean, but the reason it's a talking point now, and it's just vital bottom yeah. racial yeah. stuff. Yeah, racial. Yeah, yeah. Racial. Exclusively yeah. racial. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. the federation, Brutal, like vicious, vast, like it was actually really condemned. Though. A lot of people retweeted the comments, which I think is actually quite important because mm. you hear, "Oh, racial, slur, racial slur." Yeah, he yeah, always yeah. loses his power. Yeah, and yeah. One. You read these comments, yeah, and you understand just how disgusting, depraved these people are. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was quite powerful. And think, like these, these, these two young couple, this young couple, are nineteen, twenty years old, dealing with this. Every time they, every time they, like, most people don't even think about it when you're going to social media or whatever. Just think about every time they open it up and look at the comments or not, but that's, it's, that's what they're feeling. They're like, ah, what's going to be on there today? You might get a comment about from a Man U fan. Yeah. Or, 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 yeah. A, or a, you know, a Millwall fan. Oh, God forbid. Yeah. Or my dad is mad that Danny didn't tell any real crazy stories. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Or your mic's not working. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I wasn't on Twitter as much when I was working just because I didn't, I just didn't want the negativity. I just didn't need that extra negativity, right? But then this you open it up and it's like, oh, level morning, twat. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Forrest, you're a twat. That was just, that was just Wonger texting you. <laughs> I mean, it, it did, to be honest, follow with, let's go golfing. <laughs> and so, in Venice, Mina Reale had a lot more of those than you. So. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't a choice. Fonzie was my man crush of the year, uh, without a doubt. Uh, when the, Watching him thrive after the restart that day against Chelsea and then uh, the, in the Bundesliga season, you know, a few yeah. matches in, the world talking about him as the best left back. It just started playing in, yeah. in October. It was, it was incredible. When mm-hmm. he got to the Champions League final... Sharman and I watched it together at work, and I, I was cheering him on like he was a relative. I was I was so proud and happy for him. So yeah, yeah I'm just thrilled to see him. And in the best eleven today as well, uh, recency bias, but to, just to see the photograph: Messi, Lewandowski, Ronaldo, Van Dijk, all these legends yeah. around him. He's the first Concacaf player to ever be named yeah. in the best eleven. It's the first time I've ever given a shit about that award. <laughs> <laughs> I think what what most people don't realize, and when we're when we're talking about like a man crush or whatever it is, but just what he has done for for soccer in this country, and I'm I'm lucky enough that I work with a lot of younger players with with high potential, and for a player of Alfonso Davis's stature who came to Canada as a refugee and kind of went through the system, was in Edmonton, went through a couple of clubs there. They they did a fantastic job with him there moved on to Vancouver, but now he's playing at the highest level. And just being like a, a, a silent mentor for these younger players to say, wow, what what a hero. We played with him at youth team. We played with him at U15s, U17s, Canada national team. And he, he is such a likable guy. He, he stays in contact with a lot of the boys I work with as well. And they, they can't say like a bad word about him because he's just that type of guy. So... For all the younger kids that are coming through and playing football, soccer in Canada now, to see a player that has grown up in this country named to the top 11 team in the world is hopefully going to push the sport on a little bit more and help younger players play soccer and football. We know a lot of younger guys, uh, girls are playing basketball now because of the success with the Raptors. But hopefully this can make our younger kids that are hopefully going to play with the national team or Toronto FC, Montreal, Vancouver, one day dream a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. And I, I really, really high him in high, uh, hold him in high regard for that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because He's I don't special. think he realizes it. 
I don't, I don't think anyone not does in a in bad that. way. I'm just yeah. I don't think he realizes what an impact he's made on this country. Well, yeah. He's also over there now, and he's yeah. you know a star in one of the greatest clubs in in world football. He probably doesn't quite understand what he's doing back home. <laughs> Can I give you a very? It's all blur. It must be a blur for him. Blur. A, a very Canadian example. A lot of listeners who've grown up liking hockey, and any any listeners older than me will get immediately is that. When Gretzky was traded from the Edmonton Oilers to the LA Kings, they were the only team in in that region. And in a, a few years, then you had the Ducks, the Sharks, the Arizona Coyotes. Like one player alone, literally s- s- sparked a, a billion dollar industry in the western southwestern United States. Mm-hmm. Fonzie is going to have that impact, I think, for Canadian soccer, like and, and Canadian players. A, a, you know, a comparable. Measurable, somewhat equivalent, if you if you yeah, will. no, it's, it's a good one, and, and plus yeah. it's got personality, which is yeah. more than any hockey player's ever had. A thousand percent. Uh, <laughs> like, there's no comparison. <laughs> Connor McDavid compared to Fonzie. Wow. When when <laughs> McDavid like paint dry, <laughs> or a Picasso being painted. I, I don't know if that's exactly fair, but well, their perception the public, is the public. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Sure. That, but that's all we have. I though. think the no, no. You're right, but I also going back to all this is the, if we're going to do that comparison, the agents in hockey are the most conservative, old-school, traditional guys. Are you saying it's an old white But is that not reflective of the management? I think that that's oh. responsive to management. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's an old all, man, all the above, white, rich man. There's, there's got to be two, also, there's two very rich players for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Their families are... Did you see? Did you see those Tim Hortons commercials with uh, with Sydney Hyman and, like, and Kerfoot, the yeah. hockey cards? It's the worst commercial ever. Oh dear God, it's horrendous! Hey, hockey cards. What do you mean? I, McKinnon it's, was great personality, and Jeff did the voice, but horrible you, commercial. I'm sorry. You voiced that commercial? I voiced it in Great story. I haven't told you. Perfect that I tell you on air. You know the night that Dave Chappelle got delayed because Notre Dame couldn't win a goddamn football game on Global. They showed your like border guard, whatever the show is called, <laughs> border, border security. security. <laughs> and border. I listened to, so I had the option. I had the option of watching. It's called border crossing. Whatever. I had the I had the option of watching. I thought like, it was border patrol. The local Buffalo news and homes burned down. Like oh, there's another fire in Tonawanda tonight. It's eleven o'clock. Do you know where your children are? No. I will listen to Jeff Cole talk about these people who, who <laughs> this woman has been trying to get across for three days, but she doesn't have the rights visa. She's trying to pull a fast one across this Detroit woman. It's not going to work. Be doing your impression of you. Dunlop is working for an audition. In working. I got so excited, working. I got carried away. Trying to mow your lawn, that, the woman she'd come from China to Detroit. She tried to pull a fast one on the on the Detroit border guard and she was having none of it so I'm glad she, but she didn't get through the hockey players make the worst commercials Wayne okay let's just you know I know it's sacrilegious in this country Wayne Gretzky has been doing these commercials for 30 years he is fucking dreadful <laughs> hey I'm Wayne Gretzky I like yeah. drinking coffee you should drink it too <laughs> Awful. If you've ever wondered what it sounds like to hear someone's passport being taken away, you've just heard it. <laughs> he's now a British citizen only. Yeah, no, he's having beef Wellington on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough uh, hammering hockey. Best commercial on Christmas is Coca Cola's. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. My my wife Butter cried chips. in it. Chips. it. It's it's funny sad. because it's very sad, but it's, it's been, good in the end. It's been out sad. since. What? How's it sad? Someone die? Watch it. it. Yeah, you gotta watch it. It's like everything. Christmas started November thirteenth because it's twenty twenty, it right? Are you sick of Christmas carols yet? I am. 
Uh, so early in my house. I'm not sick like, of Christmas carols. I haven't Still heard a single one yet. <laughs> you're so miserable. You're as, well, you're as bad as he is. I'm not miserable. I just haven't. It's because you well, live. We're singing. We're singing out. 98.1. Yeah. Because you live yeah. with your cat. What do you mean? You don't ask the woman that works for Amazon that listens to everything you say in the house? Which one? Holy jeez. I got two cats. pretty mean over there. I know. You live with your cat. Cat lady over here. Yeah. I had to go home. and Remember when we used to like Dickie? He's just mean tonight. Mean girl in the corner. He's gone all bitter and twisted. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Don't you have a beer named after him? Isn't there a beer named after Deech? English Special Bitter? <laughs> That's me, lad. Nice That's me. me. Nice. Yeah. All right, next award. Because that went so well. <laughs> I had some honorable mentions there. This, oh, yeah. Okay. Richie Larea, Weston yeah. McKinney. And Jesus, I forgot the third one. But those two deserve uh, okay. for Man Crush of the Year. I think it's great with both Weston of them. Weston McKinney, done. really? Just because he's scoring goals for Juventus and he's American? Yeah, yeah but I think... But I've, said this, I've said this for a long time, that... The, the better the American program does internationally, the better that is for North American football, and, and it's it's huge. It really is huge for Canada. To the, with them. I know there's a gap, and there's a there'll always be a rivalry. But if American players are thriving overseas, that will open a door for just a North American uh, shift in, in yeah. you know in no, the, in the landscape right. over there. You're right. Yeah. yeah. My honorable right. mention was uh, Borat because I thought he did really well in America this year. Who? Who? Borat. Borat. <laughs> in the second movie. <laughs> oh, they're playing the Europa League? Yeah, I saw the round yeah, of 32. Yeah, that's, that's it. Bought it. I've never I, seen him like this. I, I found like me. It's I know, Christmas time. Once a year, the Grinch is here having the best time ever. <laughs> are, you, are you sorry? I'm mishearing. Are you saying Borat? Borat. Borat. Okay, right. Okay. Are you fucking... I actually enjoyed the, the movie, the second one that came out recently. It was pretty that's good. What he just said. On Amazon. I can't hear him. The bit in this is kind of clouding his, his voice right now. He, he's six feet away. He can't hear him. Sounds very quiet way over here. Twelve feet. <laughs> Any other uh, notable mentions for, uh, what was it? Man Crush of the Year? No. On to the next award. Okay, good. All right. Um, should be grateful he's a footballer of the year award. The options were Joe Hart, Gareth Bale, Paul Pogba, and other. And the winner with 38% of the votes. Four percent more than Paul Pogba is Big Joe Hart. No, Big Joe Hart hasn't played a football game in what three or four years yet. Finds himself making lots of money watching the second best team in England win games each week. He's been doing that for a, yeah, he's been doing that for a while now. City, Burnley, Burnley. 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 Yeah, he's played a lot of games though before the last four years. Nothing wrong with that, man. Right, so so he should be grateful he's a footballer. Yes. Right. Yeah. No, that makes absolute sense. He'd be happy that he's a footballer at this moment in time. He should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Making anyone making millions disagree with this? Uh, Any other suggestions? Uh, David Luiz is lo- should be thankful he's a footballer. Mm-hmm. I think um, when Arsenal were losing the other day, <laughs> and Arteta had to, they were down to ten men. Right? Who'd ever got sent off? It's always someone. And Arteta had to send David Luiz on to protect the draw. 
<laughs> I still can't even. There was t- Southampton, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't stop laughing and like how horrible. Like if I tweeted, if ever you think you're having a bad day, remember Mikel Arteta in a game he could not afford to lose had to put David Luiz John <laughs> with 20 minutes to go down a man. Sideshow Bob. <laughs> To it's protect the lead, or no, the draw. Yeah. Uh, Devin Lewis tried to have sex with my girlfriend too, so I hate him. Really? Yeah, there That's you right. go. That's yeah, now the, we're getting into the, the therapy. The <laughs> this is the stuff, right? Yeah. This is the real no, nitty gritty. I'm sure you've regaled this story on this podcast before, have you not? Yeah, brief story. So I went night clubbing with a, a girlfriend. She's an ex. May she rest in peace. And I mean, we've got, you are married now. So yeah, well, this was like a hundred years ago. Uh, David Luiz hadn't left Benfica yet, uh, but he was close to it. And uh, there were a few players. Nuno Gomes was there. A few players were there. And of course, I thought, "Like, oh well, we're in their booth drinking because of me. Am I half Portuguese? They think I'm so cool." Uh, it was had nothing to do with my girlfriend and her model friend that we were out with that night, <laughs> right? And uh, she says, "She's like, oh, uh, she's like uh, sideshow Bob over there." Invited me back to the Sheraton. I'm like, amazing! We're gonna party with the guys in the Sheraton. Oh, he invited you? Oh yeah, shit! You're not invited. Yeah, I wasn't invited. So where did you go in the end? After she left, <laughs> burrito points or some, <laughs> some where local else did you go establishment. Wait, what's her name again? That girlfriend? I don't remember. No. Okay, I'm going to uh, interrupt one more time because mm. we're in an hour and a half. But yeah, we'll, we'll keep almost going. finished. No, no. No, we uh, need to finish. Adam that. Donnelly, thanks for signing in. I'm going to make sure. Oh, JC, grab. Uh, Hello, Adam. Grab Dickio's mic and you do this because I can't really read this well. For those who can't Stilted. see, Dickio's gone for a whiz. Yep. It's been an hour and a half, eh? Evening. Nope, you're not on or you're shaking. There you go. Well. Evening, evening, gentlemen. One of my favorite matches was watching the Netherlands totally dis, total dis, totally dismantle, dismantling of Spain in 2014 World Cup. Do you think the Netherlands are back on track? Wait, hold on, back on track to be bosses on the pitch again. Merry Christmas and happy New Year to you all. Christmas tree. Thank you, Adam. I'd nice. say yes, and I'll give you two reasons why. Memphis and Depay. Oh. <laughs> he's going to be 31. It's unbelievable. And, and he's still wanted and still having some really great times playing football once again. He's he's really thrived at Lyon, though, I think. I think it's a, bit, a good environment for him because there's not the world's not been expected of him. And it was at a very young age when he went to United. I think, that, And it was at a, when he was even younger at uh, Ajax. So mm-hmm. I, I think that he's enjoyed... Not having that pressure on him, and uh, mm-hmm. you know he's really thrived without fans in the stands as well. Not not saying that he can't with fans in the stands, but I think that that's kind of part of it. And good on him if he can secure a, a big move. I'd love to see him. You know, I, I he had, had a hoped. big move, and he blew it. He did, but that twat. was it. But that was a different time. <laughs> that was a long time ago. That's unfair. I think that he might be a, di- he might be a different person. No one changes or grows up, matures. I no was. <laughs> I mean, I've declined. You're right. He lost a ball. And he's exactly the same prick he was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I know. I was, hey, I, I'm, I was just worried I was going to start to wear a dress. <laughs> no, low testosterone was always your issue. If you lobbed the other one off, maybe. If you lobbed the other one off, maybe. Still time. It's still time, Craig. Yeah. Well, that's why they give you two, Dan. 
and get. You, which dad are is you? Is that why? <laughs> Deech. Oh, they give you two, just because you can only afford to lose one. Oh, like kidneys, and eyes, <laughs> and eyes, hearts. Uh, yeah. Two hearts. I'm nearly legally blind in one eye. Have I told you that? Before? Really? Yeah. My Almost vision. Collins? My vision in my right eye is so poor two that it's like hearts. it's nearly legally blind. In your left eye? Right eye. So is it blurry or just like bad, like nearsighted, farsighted? Uh, so I'm I'm nearsighted in one eye and farsighted in the other eye. Is that why you run so poorly? Yes. Yeah, That's one, exactly why. One leg is going really slow and the other one is going slower. <laughs> You're absolutely this, right. This podcast is going to end in, in, in fists being flung, aren't they? You know? Me and me and B and Forrest and Deech. No, my I best want to fight Deech because he'd bite your nose off. He would do some bad things. My best moment ever. Hope your nose. Huh? Hope your nose. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. Whatever he gets his hands, his teeth on. Let's ask Deech. Um, Adam asked us um, through was it through Twitter? Um, do you Adam through Facebook? Are, are the Dutch back as uh, a force in world football? No. Okay. Next I don't, question. I don't think so either. All right. Next question. Not but yet. thank you, Adam. That was a good one. They will be a bit back. More time though. to research. They will be it. back. They have too much quality. Um, just. But yes. Anyway, good question. Produ- All right. Producing. Um, where are we here? Speaking of being mm. blind in one eye, that two eyes. Jesus. When are you getting glasses? I've got reading glasses at home. Uh, oh. Needs to find a new club. What are you doing right now? <laughs> I'm hey, reading. Really not good. Very well yeah. Again, his arm's not long enough. <laughs> All right, the club that needs to look in the mirror and give us a good shake of the year award. Arsenal. The options: Vancouver Whitecaps, Arsenal, Barcelona, and other. And the winner of this award is, you're right, Craig. Is Arsenal with 39 percent of the votes, more than Barcelona, which surprised me. Arsenal Football Club, who are going from from plowing new depths of the Premier League ocean this season. Worst start, I think, in 46 years, I read today, under a manager who we thought was going to be the next Pep. They started the year pretty well. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Not anymore. What's <laughs> going on at Arsenal? Is it all down to that Arsenal that owns them? I'm not a fan of Kroenke at all. He was actually, you, you actually mentioned him being your twat of the year. Uh, yeah, I think he's twat of the year. He's up there. Oh, wow. When he when he fired Gunnosaurus, that was... <laughs> That was a straw. <laughs> Fucking mascot. <laughs> Who's he, make? he makes no money. Fucking Cronkies and his missus are worth, what, 20 billion or something. She's a Walmart hare. Like, come on. There's Am people, I wrong, Dan? There's people been working there for 20 years and Craig's worried about Gunnosaurus getting Tintac. Well, them too. <laughs> Everybody. Socialist. I said he was the final straw. He was the final straw. He was the final straw. Gunnosaurus. Presuming he was a he. And then... Uh, <laughs> no, it is. It's Martin Keown, apparently. And then, uh, <laughs> then Mezzo Ozil agreed to pay his uh, wages. That's right. Yeah, I heard that. Good I wonder guy. if that is actually happening. That's cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, no, well, but it's also a way of he's saying... He's making 250,000 pounds a week for yeah. doing nothing. Not even playing. And he's, he's not even on the roster. Rather than his wages, he just gave him one nice Thomas Cook holiday to some Spanish island that people don't like to go to. Ayanapa, right? Ayanapa, Ayanapa. It's not Mallorca, it's Menorca he's gone to. Yeah. La Hayam. Speaking of uh, Meza Ozil... Hali he, uh, ...is prominent in our next award. Hanukkah, too. The next award is the player that needs a new club, fast like, of the year award. Options were Meza Ozil, Eric Zavaleta, which I spelt both Eric and Zavaleta wrong. <laughs> Got a couple of people hammer me, saying, wow, you may want to at least spell his It's Eric as Zavaleta. Sorry, respect to Eric Zavaleta, who I actually quite enjoyed interviewing once upon a time, but 
Yeah, Who hammered you over that, Shams? A couple of people. <laughs> yeah. Well, like his really, wife, like, really being one, really? Really yeah, give a shit about me misspelling Eric Zavaleta's name. The red, um, the red patch boys, Olivier Giroud, option, and other and <laughs> and the uh, the winner wasn't Eric Zavaleta. Um, the winner was Meza Ozil. Surprise, surprise! Seventy-one percent of the votes. Will he ever catch on someone? Will he ever be the Meza Ozil that we saw patrolling the Real Madrid midfielder under? Jose Mourinho, I'm bossing it. No, of course not. I highly right doubt it. Yeah, highly but, doubt he could, it. but he could be a much better player than he's been at Arsenal the last two years, I think. I think he has a lot to offer any club in Europe, uh, but I I more likely see him doing the China route or coming to Major League Soccer, which would be great for him, I he's think. He's not budging until he takes every penny. That as well, though. Yeah, but I don't blame him. paid anywhere. Is yeah. he just being misused, or is he generally just not caring and just down tools? What do you think? Well, he, he's not signed to play in the, the Premier Premier right. League. No, no, he's not registered. The club that opted point, though not to register him. He wasn't yeah. performing either in training or. Well, Arteta's not the first manager to turn on him. Yeah, so I think it's, it stems from when Emery was in charge, and exactly. they really needed some leaders on the field. Yeah, and when you got someone on three hundred and fifty k a week who's not pulling his weight, yeah, not tracking or, back, and yeah, everything. It pisses people off. He's not assisting. He's not scoring. He's not. That's when you need people, grinders, or just people to be, like, you need your top dogs to be top dogs. And he, his character came out. And I think Arteta has kind of inherited that, knows what his personality is like. He says, we do not need a player like that at this moment in time. But it's, it's a it's case of reading the dressing what room they as well, do need it? at the, this moment in time. They need a creative midfielder in that team because they're not creating anything. This Obama Yang's goal yesterday against Southampton, or sorry, a couple of days ago, was their first goal from open play in six games. Oof. Arsenal. It's shocking. First goal in open play in six games. Crazy. They've been an absolute shell of themselves, you're right. And you can't just blame Arteta. No. I'm sorry, you cannot just blame no. Arteta. This runs deeper, and, and Craig has alluded to Kronke being a big, big problem. Um, mm. The scouting department being a big, big problem. Uh, just the way they've, they've assembled a team. And <laughs> for me, it goes back to Arsene Wenger. I, I even think he knew the writing was on the wall prior to Emery coming in. He signed Ozil. And Ozil was a good player back then. He but was, yeah, but let, me, let me tell you this. Jose wanted to get rid of of Ozil when he was at Real Madrid he said he was the most difficult player to deal with but he was great under Jose though as well but it also tells at you the beginning, that, at the, the beginning at the beginning but I think yeah. that at the, also at that time too early on he was quite humble and then something happened whether it was money whether it was liking the fame whether it was liking what came with the fame you know he's, he's definitely got some tabloid stories himself about taking flights after matches and in between matches to go see significant others um, I feel I can't help but feel like that that maybe played a factor in Jose's turn on him he has got bulbous eyes too he's a strange see, looking fellow you can see behind him <laughs> that's why I always thought it was good <laughs> it was like I think he ends up in Turkey I really do that's his roots. he looks like Marty Feldman I a lot of money guy. out there a lot of good players out there as well yeah. Falcao's at uh, Galatasaray and you look at Istanbul Bashaksha here with Demba yeah. on a, quite a bit of money and a few players out there as well. Mm-hmm. 
turkeys right, always. We move on to our final uh, award of the night. Uh, yeah, this what is, is um, Should Freddie Prime the podcast return for 2021 of the year award? Please no. So the options. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Dee. You're not invited. <laughs> the options are: Who gives an f? Freddie, what? Such losers. And other. <laughs> and the winner was uh, with 32 percent of the votes. Freddie, what? So people aren't even aware that we exist, which is nice to know. Which is why we offend so few people, what despite was, what horrible uh, things we say. What was number three again? Uh, uh, such losers. That was what I voted. Oh, well, that, that, that's, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> I think I did, too. <laughs> I voted for other. Other? And what's your answer? Well, I, want, I want to see you sign a long-term contract till 2025 like Giannis Antetokounmpo. Big money. He stick around max. he took the max didn't he? you know I like that I like that he did that save well, it for the possible podcast it wasn't a it's, it's not like a it's not really a really hard decision I mean if he leaves Milwaukee he's losing tens of millions right generate but he's not staying wealth. there for five years is he generate no chance he can do what he wants if yeah. he becomes the guy like LeBron did where people LeBron kind of went away but people are coming to LeBron now Right? If you become the guy, people might go, you know what? He's got two other guys there. All of a sudden, he'd be go, people go, I want to win a championship. In Milwaukee. It doesn't matter. You do it doesn't matter. Two seasons. They don't yeah. care. They're- Cleveland won. You know, like Milwaukee is a small, small market, but he's, he's a massive market in his own. Like yeah. in the NBA, he's still, Milwaukee's going to draw because of him. Yeah. yeah. Well, I well, really want well, to note, Dan, is. Producer Dan is when we are going to sign a Supermax deal. Well, we might have one. Sponsorships. <gasps> Sponsorships. But we can't talk about it yet. Okay, brother. Can, can, you, can you talk about it with us off camera? Yeah. Because we haven't heard a thing about this No, yet. it's the thing you went and met about. It's Oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah, that thing. Is that still moving? Yeah. Oh, good. It's actually moving forward. It is. So, oh, good. Yeah. Sponsorships. Our, our, breast, our breast milk money. Come in. So if we uh, fast forward to this time in 2021, we're sitting here regaling stories about how the pandemic's gone on for another year. Um, where is Footy Prime the podcast then? What would you say we are talking about? Where? What is our station in the pod life? I think... Are we actually paying... Do you want to use a good mic? Anything? I don't know. I think this is good. We get better... Yes. Here, take this mic. <laughs> we, we get better mics... Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, number better, two, better guests. Yeah, well, every time we do better hosts, <laughs> every time guests, better wires. What are we crazy? Fewer wires, maybe. We have good guests. We do. Actually, we have great guests. Every we time we guests. do an award, sh- every time we do an award show, we uh, get those little trophies. Oh yeah, like Dunder Mifflin. Did I see like um in in the basement over here like a, a Gemini or something or a BAFTA or something? Yes, or? my girlfriend has won a BAFTA. And Was a it a BAFTA? It could be. Yeah. We're we're in her clo- like in her actual garage right now. Yeah, this pig. We're in her garage. Yeah. I think that's a great trophy. That's nice, actually. Yeah. Yep. Can we take that home? It's like no. a nice no. port. It wouldn't mean anything to you. Nothing in this garage can you take home. <laughs> what about the dog tails? <laughs> no. <laughs> You can't take anything home. Can I take JC? This home? is not my house. What about the bunch of roses? <laughs> We're literally in a little Portugal downtown Toronto garage, freezing our asses off. Socially distancing. Oh. 
in Little Portugal, but I feel like I'm in Denmark. I'm freezing. It is very cold. And it looks very Scandinavian in here. It's minus nine in Toronto, coldest mm-hmm. night of the year. But I wanted to give away, uh, I made some awards just before. Yeah, good, please. So uh, there's three awards. You're not going to give away that old Sportsnet sweater, are you? Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, look at that. That's a beaut. How old's that thing? Yes. That's, that's the old logo. That's the retro logo. It's like the retro. fat guy playing rugby. I don't know. When did you get yours? You got one. I never got one of those. You, you were, get a you were, in, you were in marketing and sales, right? Oh, uh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. They, they, you guys. All the perks, man. They perks. kept all the stuff. Perks. Yeah. Swag perks. wasn't a big thing. Um, yes. So, first award mm. is the Pivot of the COVID Year Award. And this goes to James Sherman for creating a pie company during a fucking pandemic. Here's a natural, natural uh, move forward for me. <laughs> Fantastic, brother. Thanks, pal. It's one yes. of the, it's like there's no irony there whatsoever. Thank you. But that like that's great. I appreciate that. And yeah. anyone has a bigger kitchen? I need it. Charmin's proper, <laughs> bigger kitchen. Okay, second award is <laughs> Good for you, man. Is the uh, he drives a really hard bargain award. And that goes to Brendan Dunlop. Never gets paid to show up here. Yeah. The boys from Footy Prime. Have- Don't even put the heat on. <laughs> put him in the corner. He's freezing. Look at he's absolutely freezing right now. He went to get his gloves, I think. <laughs> and the third third award is, and the last award is, Never Seen a Guy with More Fucking Talents Award. That's a Jeff Cole. <laughs> Jeff Damn, right. Cole, JC. Jeffrey Cole, Got a new radio Cole. show on Saturdays in Saga 960. Yeah. He's got an acting part. He's got an acting part. Yeah. That's a night, apparently. Yeah. Jeffrey yeah. Cole. By the, Cole. End of the, by the end of the night, we might have one, too. So, Danny and I don't have awards, but that's because we're going to turn you into our trophies tonight when we skin you. Yeah. Stand on your head in the corner. Thanks a lot there, Wunger. I appreciate that. It's been a long show, fellas. Uh, it's been, yeah, we should probably um, say goodbye. I, I, JC's got something to say here, but just before you, I, I, I let you close the show, um, thanks everyone for joining us for the last year and change. It's yeah. been a nutso year, as you know, but you've been joining us. I won't say unmasked, but occasionally <laughs> tuning in on a Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, whenever Wunger gets it up. But thank you. It's been fun. This is our therapy. We say it every week, yeah. both on camera and off camera. We just enjoy doing this. It's uh, a great way to unload and just have a bunch of dudes talking about stupid things with a few beers and a few puffs. So thank you for joining us. JC, over to you, mate. So this is Christmas. And footy primes on. Craig's wearing a sweet hat. And Dunlop is cold. We've got two big Dannys, but one's what's much bigger. The other is drunker, and Shaman's the leader. Happy New Year! So I face 
All right, everyone. That's it. Thank you very much. And we'll see you perhaps on uh, the other side of 20... 20s Christmas. 2021. (laughs) Well, we'll keep drinking beer and closing the show this way. Thank you. Bye. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.